Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Elixir Mix. I'm your host, Alan Wyma. Today, we're sadly missing Sasha, but we do have Adi, which is good. Hello, Adi. Hey, hello from Boston. And we have our wonderful guest today, Teo Diaz. Say hello. Hello from Madrid. And we're here to talk about your experiences as a somewhat fresh developer with Elixir. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us more about yourself? Do you mind? I think you can talk a little bit more about like what you had in your article about yourself being a, you were a paratrooper, right? Yeah, I was a paratrooper for six years. I was working at the army here in Spain. And after that, I moved to being bodyguard. I was working there for four years. But I totally changed my whole life. I made a nine-week course for web development. After that, I tried to apply for a junior job in Cabify, and I got it. So I started working as a junior at Cabify. I only know how to code with JavaScript and Node.js. And once I arrived there, my teams told me, hey, you know JavaScript, but you're not going to work with that. So you have to learn Elixir. So take your chance. You have one, two months to learn Elixir and start working. So I made some courses. I made a lot of katas in some pages to learn quick how to code in Elixir. And my first uh, pull request was merged to production after three weeks. So I was talking that I made a speed run learning to do these things. And actually at Cabify, I'm, I'm doing uh, mostly all the automations. We're trying to, to stop doing manually. And Elixir helps us to, to work to make all things automatically. And that's amazing. Hey folks, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs. And lately I've been working on actually building out Top End Devs. If you're interested, you can go to topendevs.com slash podcast and you can actually hear a little bit more about my story about why I'm doing what I'm doing with Top End Devs, why I changed it from uh, devchat.tv to Top End Devs. But what I really want to get into is that I have decided that I'm going to build the platform that I always wished I had with devchat.tv and I renamed it to Top End Devs because I want to give you the resources that are going to help you to build the career that you want, right? So whether you want to be an influencer in tech, whether you want to go and just max out your salary and then go live a lifestyle with your family, your friends, or just traveling the world or whatever, I, I want to give you the resources that are going to help you do that. We're going to have career and leadership resources in there, and we're going to be giving you content on a regular basis to help you level up and max out your career. So go check it out at topendevs.com. If you sign up before my birthday, that's December 14th. If you sign up before my birthday, you can get 50% off the lifetime of your subscription. Once again, that's topendevs.com. Maybe we can kind of roll back a little bit. Like your, your story, I read your article because you posted it on the, on the forum that we use to share and communicate with the guests before the show. I don't know, maybe I missed something, but there was like a big jump from, okay, I'm a paratrooper, I'm enjoying this, I can travel. Maybe I don't want to keep doing this. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm a software engineer. And like, I, I missed the, the part where you, you have to like, I felt like I was reading a movie script, but then I missed, what is it? The, what do they call that, Adi? Is that the buildup? Is that what they call that? Yeah. Not the climax. Yeah, the buildup. Build there was no buildup. Yeah, you just said, okay, climax reached. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an engineer and end of article. I was a little bit surprised. Maybe you could talk a little bit more about like what caused the sudden shift in you? Because I mean, military is quite exciting, right? And also, I don't know about military in Spain, but in the US, they always move you around, which if you like, it could be nice, right? Having different places, having to change. Sure. Um, but what, what was the spark? Yeah, sure. Uh, here in Spain, there's a problem that you can't live all your life with the kind of money that the state gives you as a military. So only if you can, you can try to grow up, you can try to study more, but there are only a few slots, free slots to, to increase your career inside the military. And there's a rule that when you have 45 years, they will kick off, <laughs> they will give you a, a, a kick and throw you to the world and you will stop being a paratrooper. You will, you will stop being a military. My question was, what I'm going to do with 45 years, nothing to nothing learn, only to be a military. So here in Spain, it's a bad choice if you stay at the army. So it's a very usual that people stay only six, or seven years inside the army. 
and they switched to another kind of works. I can really say that it was very way to change to software engineer. And I made it because one of my best friends, she made the, the same course that I did, the same bootcamp, one year before mine. I was always asking her, what are you doing? Um, what are you working on? What are you doing? And I thought that that was amazing. I started looking at uh, following her steps. And after the army, I was, what I say, I was working as a bodyguard and I was very, very bad at that work because too many hours, too low pay. I didn't, I couldn't see my family. I have, I, my, I have a, a small kid and I couldn't see him all the time I wish. So my friend told me, Hey, quit and do this. But uh, the question I was always saying, I can't do it because I know nothing. I know nothing about programming. What is this? What, what the people, I didn't know what's it, what's the meaning of HTML or CCS. I didn't know anything. And she told me, don't worry. You can go this. You only have to be prepared for all the things they're going to teach you and be ready. It will be a lot of stuff. The only thing you need is motivation. So the, the best thing is this was four years ago and I, I have the same motivation that I had four years ago. And I think that's uh, because this environment, this scope. It's, uh, I won't quit this uh, anymore. And that, that's, so why even join the military? It seems like such a bad deal if you, I mean, you said like <laughs> maybe no skill, low pay. I mean, other than I guess you get a little bit of adventure. Is that why you decided to join? That's, that's because, well, when I was a child, I had a, it, it wasn't a good years because I have some problems with my family, things like that. And uh, always my dream was to be a policeman here in Spain. So one of the, if you don't have the studies that they require you, one of the good entrants is to be at the army and then go through the police inside the army. You know, you have a special exams and things like that. The problem was that I was on the same time that the crisis, the global crisis of 2008, that the, there was no money for anything and people uh, aren't being hired. And there were very low spaces, free free slots to to pass through the army, through the police. So I have to choose. Keep more years inside the army uh, with a low pay, with a lot of... Because I wasn't in a small unit. I wasn't as a paratrooper. I tried to move to another, but it wasn't easy to move to another unit just to stop jumping from planes because there was too many times that I was being a paratrooper. So I had to decide or keep and wait for more free slots to pass through the police or wait or change to another kind of work. And that's why I switched to the private security. And once the private security, I discovered that that wasn't really what I loved, what I want for the rest of my life. Because the same, there was a lot of work to do, a lot of being outside from my home and with my relatives. So it was a, a good a good decision when you have 23 years old, but not when you start building a family, wanting to buy a house, things like that. It was a, a wrong decision. So I changed another time to being a software engineer. We definitely made the right career choice afterwards. It's it's one of the easiest things to do to be an engineer. <laughs> I don't know yeah, I start working security. Actually, he kind of likes it, but I think you know it depends on what kind of security job you have. I mean, for him, it's like okay, I can do three hours at a bank, just opening, closing the door for people. It's, it's nice, but it depends if you want challenge, right? For him, he's a little bit older, so this one is okay. Say hello to people, basically be a greeter, right, and get paid pretty decent amount of money because he's got some kind of special license to carry or something like that. So it's uh, it's nice for him. Depends on what you what you like to do. I mean, I guess you're looking for more action, right? I mean, uh, but, you know, I, I think you found out that programming is nothing like maybe the security you were doing or nothing like the movies where you're sitting at a computer and you're trying to type faster than the guy on the other side. Yeah, totally. But if you use the social, the, the movie of Facebook, you can see that there's a battle of uh, katas that they have to to quickly solve some problems. And if they not, they take a shot of vodka or things like that, no? So we made the same at the bootcamp. 
<laughs> we make a World Cup of Katas. So people who uh, runs the program and fails have to take a shot. Um, people. So when I saw that, I really uh, think I'm in a movie. <laughs> Why I'm here? I'm in a movie. <laughs> So I changed really the, the action, the, the movie actions to the funny part of the movies. You know? Having fun with friends, building amazing things. I think that the point you have a lot of time to take the action, a lot of time to be prepared for jumping from planes. Or also in my article, you can see that I was four months in a boat, in a vessel in, in Somalia taking the carry of the security of the boat. So that's the time that I have. I was playing uh, action movies. I think it's past. And now I'm having the funny, the funny ones and the building things that I love such. I don't know. I mean, defending pirates. I mean, you did mention that it's pretty much like Captain Phillips, right? So, <laughs> I mean, we, we, when you're out there on the sea, was it like very, was it really just like that? Or, or was it pretty calm? I can imagine it could be either way. It depends on where you're, where you're going and what day it is. I mean, was there any kind of real danger for you? Well, I, I, I was lucky because I was in a time that it was very calm. The parrots didn't go very often. We didn't have any incident. But it's uh, four months, uh, full surrounded by water, and nothing to do. That read books, watch series, and when it's your shift, you have to keep watching all the time the the sea, and all you can see is water and more water. It was I, I just go one one time, the then I went back to home, and they asked me to, if I want to. Uh, go back again, and I say no. Sorry, <laughs> it's one chance only. It's one <laughs> one time in a life in the in my life, so I won't repeat it again because this was very hard to be there four months in a in a boat. Yeah, that's absolutely horrible. I don't know how the heck people can stand there four months. I mean, you, you take what is that for the web of four? Was it three times? So three three trips, and then you're already one year in. It's crazy. Yeah, it was. I just got one trip, and I go back. Then you have two months uh, of rest in, at your home at holidays, but it wasn't holidays. It was just sleeping and wishing they don't come to an end because you don't want to come back. So I decided to not going back. And it was a good choice. It was because I changed from the boats to uh, private security in the embassy of the United States here in Madrid. So I thought that it could be amazing to be there as security. But again, I make a wrong choice because it was many hours, too many work to do. The problems that the United States Embassy had, I had to change my mind, think about, stop uh, changing to action works <laughs> because they were costing my life and my health. Actually, I'm kind of curious. I didn't know too much. I mean, I'm aware, of course, that there was there's U.S. troops there at the embassy. But then, how does how do you guys divide up the time between the how do you divide up the responsibilities between the U.S. troops and the Spanish troops? Are you guys just on the outside, right? Because inside should be U.S. Ter U.S. territory, right? Totally. That's it. We were uh, all the perimeter. We were uh, also the the people who want to get inside the consulate or the embassy. We check them. We we were taking care of that kind of security. And then inside the building, that's the U.S. troops. Okay, you, you guys weren't like battling each other or anything like that. We were like maybe slipping some funny object into people and then letting them pass through and then catching, you know, catching them on the other side or anything crazy like that, right? <laughs> yeah, we have some kind of that, that kind of things that people went inside and the U.S. troops that hey, please, can you come here and take these people out? <laughs> Uh, okay, that's my cue. I'm going to very not abruptly di divert this conversation to Elixir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is exciting, right? Because we got to talk about how you go from exciting career to, you know, different type of excitement. All right, All right, All right I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you guys. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, so, okay. Teo. I'm about uh, to, to make the bridge, okay? All right, so, although that wasn't for you, you decided to go to programming. So, when you took the boot camp, right? Actually, I'm kind of curious, like, did you manage to finance that one or did you actually pay out of pocket? Because I know these boot camps are really expensive. No, I had to finance. Yeah, 
I I asked my my uncle to lend me a hand with some money, and then I went to the bank, asked for more money because it's quite expensive. I waste some years to pay it all, but I was thinking that it was the a very good investment because I, only in, in a year I changed my whole life. I start looking at my child grow up. I was working uh, two days at home and three days at the office. No, not suffering the hot waves in summer and not having uh, so many cold in in winter. I was I have a very good with my mates, a very good relationship with my mates. That wasn't the the usually that you can have in private security because. All the people not only looking for themselves. So I always having good relationship with my mates that they were willing to help all the time. And that was amazing. I get very surprised that when I start working on this, uh, scope, this, this work, uh, the, the people were very, very kind. And I now I'm four years working as a software engineer and I didn't met one person that I can say, I don't want to work with you. I was very lucky. This. Keep waiting. You'll find people. I can, I'll help you. Uh, there's, there's people out there that are really annoying, especially, I mean, it depends, right? Especially if they're outside of your field, business people are pushing things that you don't really think is a good idea to be pushing. But I'm happy that you got a, a good place, right? Because it's not easy to find. But well, actually, I'm kind of curious, what, what language did you start off with? Was it JavaScript or Ruby? Usually those are the two big ones. JavaScript. Camps. Yeah, it was the whole bootcamp JavaScript. And we take the chance to learn something about Node.js at the backend side. But the bootcamp is 90% of front-end skills. So there wasn't any kind of specializations for backend. So the job that I applied in Cabify was a backend job. So they told me on the interview, they, hey, you have to learn a different language. Are you ready to do that? So I, I always say yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. So, I mean, Alan brought up a good point about bootcamp being expensive. And like a lot of people have, talked to recently who are like bootcamp graduates and they get a job and have settled in a, a year, year and a half later, they feel like the bootcamp experience itself wasn't ne- necessary, especially because how expensive it is to, they feel like maybe they could have done like a Udemy course or maybe like a cheaper online, very cheap online b- version of that bootcamp. I'm curious to like, have you like, I'm curious to see if you've, if you've evaluated that part. Like, do you think that complete boot camp and paying for the whole thing was worth it? Or would you have done something differently? Totally right. It's the, it's the experience of the boot camp is totally different. You can see if you're at your, at your own house doing a Udemy course. It's really cheap, but you're not only paying for the lessons. You're paying to coexist with your made the same students that they don't know anything about you when you sound uh, maybe one day i go to the bootcamp and i felt very tired or i didn't know what they're saying i didn't understand there's always one person one student not only the professor or not only the teachers there's one person from a student that can they are willing to help and hey what do you didn't know uh, this Come here. We're going to work together. And all the days we have pair programming with your mates. You meet with all of the students. They are not small groups. All of the students will take place with uh, pair programming. And that's the, the experience of having a bootcamp. Also, the intensity, because it's only nine weeks. And not because it's nine weeks, you're not going to learn the whole, what you need. No, no. They're going to learn, teach you all the things you need only nine weeks. So be ready because they're going to teach you a lot. You're going to spend many hours at the bootcamp. Officially, the, the schedule, it's from nine in the morning to six in the afternoon, 6 p.m. But we start at eight and finish with a no. Maybe one day at eight, one day at 10. I Maybe you come home and keep working in the night. They always say, a good programmer, it's a programmer that sleeps. But not actually, not, not when you're doing the bootcamp, because you want to learn all the things. And if you don't spend many hours, you won't get all the things they give you. Right, 9 to 6 is very early for Spain, right? Because if I remember correctly, you guys don't eat dinner till like 10 p.m. or something like that, right? Yeah, that's it. We're, we're very late. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I'm saying that sounds very late. I would be surprised that, and actually, if I remember correctly too, I think in Spain also, you guys say, okay, we meet here at nine, but then everybody arrives at 11 because you guys always know that it's like two hours later or something. Is that, isn't that the, the is that Spain? Well, <laughs> yeah, people used to go very late to some meetings, but not, not my case because I always like to be five minutes earlier. <laughs> When I meet someone, I say, it sounds like a very like more United States, Canada, more more West than Spain kind of style. That's why I'm a little bit surprised. It's nine to six, very much a American style that I can think of like working schedule, or, or I don't know most other kind of countries. I mean, over here we do I do ten to seven. So okay, that's it's interesting. I, I thought maybe it'd be a little bit more towards you guys' normal time, or maybe really late, or you guys say nine, everybody starts at noon i don't know <laughs> i'm just kind of curious about the style yeah they, they always said the official that's why i say that the official hours was from nine to six but they know that you will stay there working until noon until eight or nine and then you say hey i'm going to have some dinner so <laughs> then you leave and go home but they usually like to keep you there at the bootcamp working also after hours because that's uh, the the intensity that they want. Because when you go to one company, the first time you get your first job, you have that energy and say, don't worry, I'm going to work hard for this. And the company will say, but please don't work after hours We got because this is officially, we're not going to pay you more. But you don't care because you are going to work from nine to six, but with all the energy and all the, the things you need to learn fast, so then you can be a good programmer inside the company. I think that that feeling is what gives you the bootcamp. Okay, can can you be honest with us about something? About how did you enjoy or not enjoy JavaScript? Well, I enjoyed JavaScript. I made some bots for Slack with JavaScript. I think it's I love to write that because it was my first language, and I think we can do a lot of things. JavaScript has his good things and bad things. I think the bad things could be the amount of libraries that you have to to know and you have to depend on. But the I love the language. I think it's very it have some kind of structure and the functions are working as you expect. There's not uh, hidden tricks or there's not things that you can say. Well, this is magic. No, it's not. It's not magic at all. The code works. What you wrote that. No, so I think it's a funny language, and I love to work with that to making this kind of of what I made two bots for Cabify. They're working; people are using them. When I ask for help because I can go, I say, "Hey, but they are on JavaScript," and say, "No, no, ask front-end people to work with that. <laughs> I can't help you." <laughs> and I think having two languages, it's a good one, and I love JavaScript. But I can really? say that. But, uh, I thought you you didn't because you're what you said in the post is that you're kind of happy that you could work with Live View and you're a little really excited about that part. No, no, I wanted to say that I like to to work with Elixir, but I love the most one I love is Elixir because that's the main problems that JavaScript have the amount of libraries and the amount of and once I discovered Phoenix Live View, it was amazing, and I'm just moving all of my stuff to work with Elixir. And Ferris I view, but I don't want to lose the possibility to write some code in JavaScript. So that's why I, uh, I have my heart is divided, no? <laughs> well, so you're saying you like Elixir more than JavaScript though, right? Yeah. So JavaScript okay. is still your least favorite language. <laughs> 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 right. So so we're on we're all on the same page. <laughs> yeah. I can throw some hate. I can't say that I hate JavaScript. I like it. It was my that's why I say that it was my first language. But also Elixir gives me all the things I need to make full pages. That that's why I have on the post we have. No, I said that Elixir gives you the possibility to write full webs without too much code. That's why. Also, I was working with JavaScript because I had to import Tailwind to make some styles. But then uh, File gives us the Tailwind dependency for Elixir. So <laughs> we can say that I don't need more JavaScript only for some kind of hooks or things like that. And I, I really celebrate that time 
when we can stop using JavaScript for all the front end part because Elixir gives you everything. Totally. So you mentioned you pushed your first Elixir PR in three weeks, right? Of three weeks of you joining. I'm really curious to hear the story of those three weeks, like what resources you used to learn Elixir, how much supervision or help you had from your company, and yeah, and what 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 you ended up working on uh, in that first PR. Well, the first week inside Cabify, you have a list of uh, an onboarding. So you have to read all the handbook. You have to read, you have to, all the process to, for security, you have to make some uh, PRs to the configuration. So they, you have the security have tracks of everything you, you will be doing, things like that. No. So after that, they told me, this is how we work. I can say that the handbook is very large. So I spent like three, four years to read all, all the questions I had. Uh, my mates answered them. And then I start making a course. I, I was doing the coding gnome from Dave Thomas. That uh, My first uh, time doing something in Lexi was a game. It was the hangman. So I love it because I made one thing with Elixir that it was working and I, my, my kid can also play with that. So he start playing with me at the hangout, one thing that I made. So it was amazing that I love it. And uh, after that, say, hey, okay, now I think I know the basics of, of Elixir. Let's take a look at the services we're working on. So my mates start teaching me how the, how one of the service it's working and how it's made and all the tests because one of the bad things of the bootcamp is that the test, you don't see many tests. You don't know how to do, you finish the bootcamp with the feeling that you don't know how to make a good test. And that's one of the things that my mates teach me. The first thing that tests are so important. You can go to production without tests and that's crazy. So they teach me that. That was like uh, three, four days more. And they, they give me one task to do. It was just adding one tag inside a function that it will render when people create, uh, use that function. So I, I learned how to do it. I also learned there how to make this kind of test and testing just the thing I was doing because they told me you're going to, you have to search how to test only the change you are putting inside your code. And I, I tried to you to do it like oh two, three days more. They they would pass the code review and there was a whole day to teach me how merge that pull request, how to deploy with the CI C D of we use GitLab, not GitHub. So their merge request. So they teach me how to do it. And also after the deploy, you have to learn how Check the logs, check the production dashboard, how if the pods are currently deployed, and things like that. So it was a long path to, to make my first pull request. But apart from that, once I know how to do my first, the next ones was very quick. Sounds like a lot of uh, stuff you need to do, right? I mean, they didn't teach you this kind of stuff in bootcamp, did they? Yeah, that's the bootcamp. I, I always say that the bootcamps isn't the first step, isn't. The bootcamp is they put your feet inside the first step so the, that's the it's the very very basic but i think it's more how they build students that they can uh, study more learn more and all the things you want to teach to a bootcamp student an alumni you know that that student will catch the things very quick and they will they will be always uh, they were hungry to to start learning more, and they will make a, a lot of questions. I have my, my mentor told me that I don't care if you ask me one time, please don't ask me twice. <laughs> so there was no issue because I always asking things. They always very willing to help and answer me all my questions. And I write down there to not uh, forget about there. And all my energy and all my motivation was to hear them and learn a lot from them because I know they were very good at that work and I want to be that kind of programmer. So I think I'm going to the right path. Yeah, you said something that I really resonate with, like the 
you mentioned how you know everyone in the boot camp was like almost like taught or like their minds were wired to keep learning like the, the continuous learning and that's like so important i mean you you can i guess be a decent engineer and not pursue learning act actively pursue and keep still learn at your work but if you actually want to be like a good engineer that you know people seek out and you know uh, pe- people look up to and be proud really of uh kind of engineer you are it's very important to kind of seek knowledge outside and like continue learning because yeah it's it's very yeah it's it's people say oh it's i mean yeah it is easy to get started being an engineer right now you don't need a computer science degree and all those things right but it is hard to stay relevant and always you know be the engineer that everyone wants to work with that takes a lot of effort right i, I know alan is uh, you know he always seeks out you know knowledge like different books different channels and you know i i, I try to do that myself and it's 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 really good that you mentioned that your boot camp kind of wired everyone's brains to do uh, to be that yeah but i'm not the guy that the people want to work with though people are annoyed <laughs> with me all the time so i'm still working on that part well you can always come work with me alan well, i would love to work with you <laughs> You say that, but where's the contract? Give me the contract. Give me the, <laughs> the paper. <laughs> Hi, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs. And lately I've been coaching some people on starting some podcasts and in some cases just taking their career to the next level. You know, whether you're beginner going to intermediate, intermediate going to advanced, whether you're trying to get noticed in the community or go freelance. I've been helping these folks figure out how to get in front of people, how to build relationships and how to build their careers and max out. And, and just go to the next level. So if you're interested in talking to me and having me help you go to the next level, go to topendevs.com slash coaching. I will give you a one hour free session where we can figure out what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go and figure out what the next steps are. And then from there, we can figure out how to get you to the place you want to go. So once again, that's topendevs.com slash coaching. Well, there's one thing in Psychabify that people say that when they want to hire people, there's something people team said that we want people that you want to take a beer with them. No, you have to to take a, because if, if you are with people that you don't mind or you don't ask how they are on the daily, it will be a bad team to work with that because when there's will be an issue or there's a fire, something you have to fix. It's better to have people that you like to work with because all are, you can ask everyone because you know that everyone's going to help you. We don't punish anyone. If someone makes a mistake, all of us want to help to fix it because it's all, all a team. Um, I think, yeah. I think the bootcamp gives you that because there are no, it's not like a degree that you have a note at the, at the fine and the finish. In the bootcamp, there are no notes. You pass the bootcamp or you don't pass the bootcamp. There's no, there's no competition that who is the, the best one. Yeah, I resonate with, I really resonate with that. But recently, last, say, year, year and a half, I've come to a belief that, you know, having most of the team that you can have a beer with is good, but it's good to have, like, 5% of your team, like, you know, a couple people who are, like, more contrarians, you know, like, who don't mind stirring the pot a little bit just to break your bubble it's very easy to build a team that you know don't does like likes to work together and you know gels well together but having a person to keep you grounded and uh you know who's like unconditionally blunt and real with you is is very important to burst burst that bubble but but yeah besides that one exception i totally agree with everything you said this is this is why you want to work with me Adi. is that you want me to be the, <laughs> you want me to be the buzz kill you want me to be the party pooper well there are very few people like that honestly you know like i mean um, uh, and again not to say you, you can be polite and still be that person right like but i think it's important that you you have people who don't mind breaking like bursting your bubble like it's it, if you keep hiring people to think the same way as you do then that in my eyes like defeats the purpose of, di- of trying to diversify your team diversify the thinking and there are very few unfortunately engineers senior engineers who know how to be polite yet still be blunt and burst your bubble it, it's a tough thing I, I can't do that i i take the polite route right alan is probably a little bit more on the burst the bubble side of the spectrum and i yeah that's that's one of the reasons i would love to work with alan <laughs> To say, excuse me, sir, but this code is, uh, is sucks. <laughs> uh, thank you very much.
Is that how you say That's that? perfect. There you go. Exactly. Let's <laughs> say thank you. That's how I say that you're good at sucking. Yeah? So. <laughs> so there, there we go. That's, now you're even being complimentary. <laughs> Please, I would like your attention. To thank you to how bad you suck, and you're very good at that. <laughs> actually, I feel when I hear that, I actually feel a little bit of tingle in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's there's one thing in Sayo Company because we're working with also Elixir. It's living with Go, so there we have a lot of services with Go and a lot of services with Elixir. And someone raised his hand and said, "Hey, what? We don't migrate all of our Elixir services to Go." And then all of all of the people who love to write with Elixir, we assemble together and say, no, you're not going to migrate these services. We're going to do more services in Elixir. Just to, <laughs> so it's not a question inside my team. It's a cross team that we made an Elixir guild just to fight to that people who say, hey, let's migrate all of these services to go. No, you're not going to do that because we are here. We're not going to let you do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, it'd be fun to write live view and go, right? Oh, I'm sorry, that doesn't <laughs> exist. That doesn't exist. <laughs> I was going to say that because... Uh, they once they, they they said that we have to move to Go. We start doing things with Phoenix Live View, and we're doing internal tools with Phoenix Live View that for testing purposes and things like that to be very sure that they're not going to think about moving that services to Go in any time. I really like what I'm hearing at Cap about Capify. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're doing that. I, I think I'm keep I'm staying at Cabify because I don't want to today to move to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Cabify is uh, where are they actually based out of? Are they based in US? Because the name sounds very obviously it's English, but no, it's in Madrid. It's American. based in Madrid. Okay, yeah. interesting. And so they only operate in in Madrid, also? No, no, no. There are a lot of countries. It's uh, in Spain, but all South America. We are at least in many countries in South America. We've grown up there. We're like the competitors of Uber. Now, so now there's a, they're appearing a lot of a lot of new ride hailing companies, but we stay there hard. We're doing uh, a lot of uh, good stuff there to be one of the main competitors of Uber, and we're taking a lot of part of, of the market in South America. We have a lot of presence there. Okay. That's yeah. That, that space is very crowded, right? Uber, Lyft. I think there's DD out here also. Yeah, there's another one. There's Bolt. Bolt is also yeah another one. Yeah, it's like if something works, why don't we do that? No. So Uber starts, then Calify appears, D Lyft. So there, there's a lot now, and we have to reinvent ourselves. But what we always say that we have a space for everyone because people are thinking about stop buying cars and changing their minds to be more be more sustainable for the for the earth the sustainability is very important for us so we're trying to people change their mind and think about stop buying cars to waste money and waste space in, the, in our cities why don't you just walk yeah we're not winning any money if you walk but why not it's only 50, uh, 500 meters from here, go and walk. And we say that in our app, we say that it's very close, go and walk. So we're, we're trying to change the people's mind. It's awesome. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the website looks very nice. And I didn't get a chance to look too deep, but I, that's what I had a feeling. It was very much like an Uber. Actually, I just have one quick question. If, if you were to differentiate Cabify from other kinds of companies out there in terms of like who they are, how would you tell somebody what's the difference between them and, and the others? For any company, not only for ride hailing, any company. No, I mean, specifically for, for ride hailing, actually. I'm, I'm okay. kind of curious, like if, if you were to convince somebody why to take that one over others. Yeah, I was going to ask the same thing, like the just, yeah, unique value proposition. Even so, you said Cabify. the space is very crowded, right? So, right. But I mean, because you're working there, Sure. I mean, I guess one thing is that you guys actually promote not using your service at certain times, which is interesting. Maybe that's the way you could say we're very, uh, you know, what do you call it? What's, what's the word for that? ESG but, or whatever? They're very concerned about the environment. Yeah, but, I think it's also like, I think these days, you know, uh, companies are going the education first route too, right? They try to educate their 
users and make them feel empowered to make that decision and, you know, kind of gain uh, trust that way. So, yeah, sorry, uh, Teo, go for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, now, now we know that people are also, when, when you want to hire a car or you make a, a, a travel, not a new journey, you're always going to check which is the cheapest, no? You will take your the Cabify, the Uber one, you will check all that. But the first thing we can say, we can say is that we are 100% carbon neutral. And we say that in our, in our application, we say that uh, taking a journey with Cabify will be compensated that you are helping to take a better place to live. Also, we are trying to make the best experience that you can share your travel, the, the journey you can share with your relatives. You're going to be safe. We have our security or safety kit that you only have to press two times a button and you can call the police. We will be, we know that if you're having a problem with the driver and whatever is happening, one of our customer agents will call you back and ask you if it's all everything right. So you have to feel your we have we we have our mission to be uh, safety first. Not only thinking about Madrid or Spain because maybe it's a very safe place to live, but also in South America it's very important the the security. So we are trying we are working very hard to be the, the best safety application. And also, if we have to check with our competitors, I would say that we have all of our products are installed inside the same application. You don't, you don't have to move to another. You can take a car, you can take a scooter, you can take a motorbike. Also, we are working now with delivery. So all in the same place. You don't have to move to other applications. You don't have to uh, get logging inside other apps. So we are uh, moving. We are not only a right healing application. We are a whole production, a whole application that will give you all the things you need. Just type in, uh, just type on a, on a click. Actually, I'm kind of curious uh, because this is Alexa Mix, right? What do you guys actually use Alexa for? Is it actually part of the core services or is it actually internal services? No, it's part of the core where we, where you start working. When you take the application and you just open the application, Elixir is there. The mobile app makes a request to take all your information to build your your profile, your first, your last journeys. If you want to report a problem and you want to create a ticket, there is Elixir. So there are some services like the one of the safety kit that I told you that are starting to work with Golang. We check the drivers with the government security to check if they have any problems with the law, things like that. That services are in Go. But the main core of building a journey, it's made in Elixir. That's very interesting because I'm looking at Cabify and it looks like 2012 is when you guys did seed way before Elixir was a thing. So you guys must have moved core from an older language to Elixir. Yeah, it was a Ruby on Rails monolith. Mm. And we split them in microservices. So we start making microservices in Elixir. And, and then someone said, hey, let's start working also with Go. So we have microservices in Elixir on, on Go. We still have the Ruby core, the, the Ruby monolith. So we're working to split it all, finally move it. But you already know that it's hard to do that because it's a huge monolith. But we we almost moved that to microservices. And we are moving them. Where some, some of them are connected by REST APIs, but other ones are connected by message bots, message bots uh, connections with messages. Um, it's amazing how Elixir works with message bus because it's very, very funny to work with that. <laughs> I recently, um, the, the last summer, I made a service also using talent, uh, channels from Elixir channels to a React framework frontend. So React connects to Elixir and we start consuming a lot of events from message bus. Yeah. And we can, or that's an internal tool that agents, the customer agents, can see all the drivers inside the map that are actually moving around the, a city. So they switch. Here, I want to see all the drivers in this city. 
So you can check all the drivers inside that map. And it's amazing how Elixir works with that because it's... Yeah, wow. <laughs> that, I, that, I can that's see really lo- cool. I can see all the logs, how fast running. And, and I say, yeah. why is this not breaking? <laughs> why Elixir can do this? So it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. And this is great to hear. I mean, Alan, I don't know if you had an idea. I had no idea that Cabify existed, let alone that it use it primarily uses Elixir. So it's like another, you know, it's more than a billion dollar valuation company that uses Elixir. That's really exciting for the community. Sure, another billion dollar company uses Elixir nowadays. You keep hearing about that every three to six months, right? Discord, Cabify now. Explain. Uh, I think you look at the case studies on Elixir right. Lang, and there's a lot. I mean, there's PepsiCo leading that charge yeah. with their e- e-commerce subcompany, whatever whatever that's called. But yeah, it's yeah, it, it's huge. Yeah. It's funny. I didn't even know this company existed. So, <laughs> uh, have you guys thought of like, I mean, sponsoring conferences and all that stuff? Like, maybe maybe I've been living under a rock. I didn't hear Cavify's name. No, <laughs> we, are conferences. we are doing it, but all the sponsorship we are doing are inside Spain. So mm. now there's now there's Codemotion. There's a, a conference for three days, and Cavify is one of the sponsors. We also have many kind of uh, talks and things like that around the the country. But yeah, right. we have to be inside Spain and take a look at all the events inside Spain that we are uh, sponsors. That's awesome. So when are you guys going to go global now? Actually, we are uh, being strong inside our country here in Spain, trying to make more strong, if we can, inside South America. So I don't know if... They have the heads are trying to move to to other countries to be to start doing that. We are also starting to hire in South America, and we're going to make some hubs there because we want to expand ourselves. But yeah, uh, we were very. It was hard the pandemic, the COVID. We were good tech company inside Cabify about making uh, talks for everyone. People come into the office. We also bring people for other companies. All of this was on site and was amazing because many people, we always, there were on our office, there was different people around there, but then became the the pandemic. So we lose all that, all the people that want to come here to the office. Also, the full remote has a, nice. has a problem here because if we want to make a new speak, a new talk about something, we have to bring the people into the office. That's now with the full remote because we have many people around Spain, not only in Madrid. So it's hard. Now we're doing a, a backend bootcamp inside Ironhack, the same place I made. I'm going to be one of the teachers. But to have people to do this, I have to bring one from El País Vasco, one of the states here in Spain, and another one from Asturias. So I had to bring them here to Madrid because all the people are spread around the country. That's one of the main reasons why do why we don't have so much presence. Are we trying to have that again? Yeah, I mean it's also hard. I mean I would definitely pick Cabify over Uber if I had the option. There, I mean for you guys, it's Elixir and sustainability, right? Those two things are huge for me. So I would I would definitely choose it. But I know that you guys have a complex market to launch in the. <laughs> the the emotions of the consumers vary. It's all over the spectrum. So I, I get that. And you already have presence in South America and EU, so probably want to stick there. But yeah, if if ever I go to South America or EU, I'll do, I'll use Capify or Uber. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I will appreciate that. <laughs> and it's going to tell you to walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's close enough, why not walking? Why you want it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we are also trying no, to is... not have empty cars in the city because making moving from point A to point B empty it hasn't it has no sense because you're wasting time, you're wasting uh, fuel, you're wasting a lot of things with an empty car. So we're trying to avoid that. We always want to have auto cars uh, full of people or also with deliveries things like that. Just do not waste people's time to keep our drivers working all the time because we know that they want to work. If they don't want to work, they only have to try that they are not working. 
And we know our needs for users, for riders, and we also know our needs for the drivers. Nice. So basically, the uh, your your company has a bunch of like clown cars, right? You open the door, and lots of people keep piling out. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. You guys keep filling them up with people, right? We have to take care of our people, <laughs> yeah, because that's it's the market. No, so the I also saw on your website that you have like a kids car in some cities, which is also interesting that I've not seen that before. I I wonder how that's different and what facilities. <laughs> Uh, is, yeah. The kid, the kid one is because the driver will come with a, a chair for a safety chair. For ah, the, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I was like, it's a car for kids. Kids traveling alone, <laughs> that's a safety issue. But okay. <laughs> Could be used in a very terrible way, but nice. <laughs> no, it's, the kids one is because they will have a safety chair. So peop, uh, kids under six, below two. They can fit inside that safety chair because I don't know if in the United States it's mandatory, but here in Spain you can travel with a small kids without a safety chair. So, yeah, so I think it's nearly everywhere in the world is like that, even even uh, other places. Yeah, so, we also have one for we also have one for groups that if you are more than four people and you don't want to split in two cars, we have one kind of groups that it's a big band that you can hire and one driver will come with eight or nine seats so that's a good one so we have different products that's why people need so we made it we have one of the things that we also we always hear what our users need and we change with uh, with them thanks that's pretty cool Okay, so actually, I do have kind of just a really quick question. Like when you, I mean, you, you trains up in JavaScript, I think they must have told you, okay, you know, most people's world are using Node and JavaScript. So, you know, you're going to you're gonna be awesome. And then you got this job at Cabify and then you're like, wait a minute, they lied to me. This, there's no JavaScript over here. We're using Elixir. Like this is so different, right? I mean, it's a very, very different paradigm, right? I tried showing this stuff to a recent JavaScript guy and I think he was a little bit confused and not to mention uh, he was like, and he was actually had that mindset where like they told me that everything is in JavaScript and you have to have an SPA or else it's not a real app and you have to use JSON or else, you know, this is not a real app. Like what, what, what you're totally breaking my brain. What's going on over here? You know, why do people use Elixir? Like nobody out there is using Elixir. You know, everybody uses JavaScript. Like what was your thoughts when you were, you kind of got introduced to this whole Elixir world? Well, it wasn't like they did a lie to me because they told me that I was applying for a backend uh, job. So I, I, I wasn't going to, to work with JavaScript. So only the JavaScript is for the front end side. So they told me, but you don't, they told me you will work in a different language, but you don't know which one you can work with Ruby. You can work with Go or you can work with Elixir. So I didn't know which one. Only my first day, they told me, here's your team and your team works with Elixir. So that's, I didn't care a lot because 10 weeks later, I didn't know anything. And they told me, you have to learn JavaScript. So I learned JavaScript. Now, 10 weeks later, they told me, now you have to learn Elixir. Okay, I will learn Elixir. I didn't know the difference between functional programming with object-oriented programming. I didn't know what kind of different was that. They start uh, teaching me that, no, 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 no. These things only work for JavaScript. So I get a little, a little bit scared because I didn't know how to do anything. They told me that, okay, you made this, but that's not going to work. So there's why I had to ask, and why it's not going to work? So they start teaching me why Elixir is different from JavaScript, how things are working, uh, forget about JSONs, forget about uh, variables, uh, forget about these things, no? So you will start working with a functional programming that it's compiled, and I didn't know anything about compiled programming. Um, they, I really start from the beginning. It's like that three weeks until I made my first uh, pull request, it was another bootcamp that people from Cabify start teaching me in an intensive way to stop, don't do more JavaScript, don't think JavaScript. This is like if you start a new language like German or things like that, no, stop thinking in English or stop thinking in Spanish. You have to learn a new language. No? 
So this was uh, my mind that I have to change, make a reset. So stop thinking in JavaScript. This is going to be more different. And uh, my mate, my mentor told me that it's going to be different and very funny. <laughs> so it was hard at the beginning, but then Elixir makes you th- may, allows you to make things amazing. All the things they have. The only problem that they told me is that there's not a such big community like can have JavaScript or Python. So don't worry, you have free slots there. Free, free. I say uh, you have space to work and you can be part of the community. So that's what I'm trying to do. So how long has it been since you started this team? Three years I'm on, on this team. Okay. Is there anything that you still don't quite understand or everything? I mean, three years, is. I think it's probably enough time for you to really grasp nearly everything. Yeah, I think now I'm trying to to be more strength, uh, to to know more about Phoenix Live View because we're starting now inside Cabify to make some tools in with Phoenix Live View. So I think I'm I'm learning how they work I start only with live components, and now I'm working with more companies how to split them, just to make similar components like React, but they're working so 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 be- better than React. Uh, small code gives you more things. So I think the the new path that I want to learn is to make bigger things with Live View and. and for that, we have the opportunity in Psychify to do it. So, so I can, I, I have the the right chance. No, I take the good option. Great, cool. I'm happy that you're liking it. And I'm happy that you're able to what's the word transition, because yeah, like you said, it's a totally different paradigm, totally different way of thinking. And you seem like you took to it pretty pretty easily, but I'm sure at the beginning it wasn't so easy. No, it wasn't. The, the dot <laughs> functions, there was this object going to programming and going to functional is really so different. I, I had a very good mate, very good co-worker that I was always asking him that, why is this working? And how is this working? And why these things is doing these things? And the, the first thing that I, the, the pipelines of Elixir, I, I was reading them and I asked, I remember that I asked my mate and say, I don't know nothing. What are they doing? Please explain to me. <laughs> Why, where are the params? Where are the, are the anonymous functions? I said that, who wrote that? <laughs> Why he did it like that? No, but it, it becomes funny. Once you understand them, it becomes more funny because you try to do it an anonymous function. You try to do more pipelines. You try the pattern matching. That was amazing for me because in JavaScript, you have to create a new function name for all the casuistics, all, all the chances you have, you have to create a new function. And uh, that's very annoying. But now the, in Elixir appears the pattern matching. And I thought that this is amazing. This is the best tool that I want to work with because pattern matching makes uh, life easier. The things are better explained. People can follow the path only looking at the functions. So that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's much more clear. There's no like not a lot of side effects, I think, compared to uh, object-oriented. That's it. Cool. I don't think I have any more questions from my side. Adi or I'm all set. Cool. Teo, is there anything you wanted to to let people know about uh, before we transition over to Pix? I think that that I, I just want to say thank you both of you because you invite me for this very such cool talk. I just want to say that uh, people don't be scared about learning Elixir because it has a lot of things to, to give us. Don't follow the, the mass. Don't follow the people that they always want to teach you Python or want to teach Go. Elixir, it's a very good language to learn. You can do amazing things. And now with Live View, you can just do full websites. That's knowing one language. And once you learn it, you don't want to, to put it off. Okay, and with that, I think we can go ahead and transition over to picks. I think I maybe didn't tell you. Do you listen to the podcast? No. Okay. Oh, no. So sad. What am I doing this for? <laughs> Anyways, we'll, we'll let you go last. But basically, we have the section called picks where everybody chooses uh, one to a couple of things. Uh, you can choose as many things as you like, but at least one of something that people should know about. Could be a movie, could be a book, could be something technology. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw the pics. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I I say you know, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, so you do listen to the podcast. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I, I watched the, the pics. Did you have at, at the bottom where you say learn, uh, more sex? Nice. You have that pics. Yeah. Awesome. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, so hey, folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production. And you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. Yeah, I don't know if you have anything, but for me, I just have one really quick pick uh, for myself for this week, and that's Alpine JS. Recently, I've been digging into Alpine because, yeah, I want to do more with it and quite curious about it. And I watched a couple of, oh, actually, I watched this guy's tutorial. I would share it with you guys. It was very helpful for me to learn. But to be honest, I was a little bit angry after, I, after every single, after every three seconds because he kept saying, he was using Tailwind, he kept saying like M minus four and i was like it's not a minus man you're not doing subtraction i was i was gonna go crazy but but in any case alpine js i'm surprised how powerful this thing really is it really blew me away so if you're looking at doing like if you ever want to do something that's kind of like between like a Vue.js and some simple javascript i think alpine is definitely a way to go it's surprisingly lightweight at the same time it has a lot of features so check it out if you haven't Adi, you have anything for this week? Yeah, I have a few actually. So let's let's see. Let's start with. So I found this amazing tool that, like, if used the right way, could easily replace two or three engineers in a startup. It's called Trade.io. It's like Zapier on steroids. Last two three weeks, I've delivered crazy MVP prototypes on that. One of which allowed a startup to raise five million, and it literally, without that, would have taken months of engineering time so heavily recommended they have a free trial i think their price starts at a thousand a month it's expensive still cheaper than two or three engineers full-time right and best part is you don't need an engineer to maintain it an engineering mind is useful but yeah heavily recommended for any startup engineers or people trying to be startup people second pick is two of the companies that i'm advising are looking to hire engineers luckily they're using elixir so if you guys if anyone is interested in early stage startups it'd be equity heavy but it's going to be a lot of learning elixir hit me up and i can i can make an introduction oh boy i had a few more so yes the code sync people they've been doing a lot of uh, conferences it's like four conferences happening this quarter so they could really use some volunteering help they are have their hands full. So uh, go to Codebeam EU, Elixir EU's website, apply for volunteering. You'll get free conference passes, uh, free virtual conference passes. You can, but, but just, yeah, they could use help. It's it's uh, really busy for them in the next few upcoming months. I can also serve mine. Go for it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think for my picks, it could be amazing if people give us a try to Tailwind, the standalone for Phoenix. The, it's from Fly.io. They made a such a good thing. Working with Tailwind makes life very, very easier for also for people from backend that want to make things in the front end side. So Tailwind can help a lot. And also when I was uh, learning to make how to make things with Finnish Live View, I tried the course from the Pragmatic Studio. They made the, the Phoenix Live View course. I think that people can also take a try. To that. They have also the, the first part is a free trial. So only with the free trial, you can learn a lot. All the things you just need to start working with your first page on LiveView. So give it a try to that. That's my pick. Okay. I just remember two, two of my picks too. So yeah, we are also hiring, but we're hiring more of a product at slash UI UX design person. This might not be the best podcast to say that, but like just if you or if you're looking for whatever reason, listen to Alexa Mix, or if you know someone who's looking, please connect them with me. And last, lastly, I, in the last, I think two weeks, I have had surprising number of my mentees reached out to me about their the job offers they got. And, and again, surprisingly, none of them even thought about negotiation. I just want to remind people of two things. It's a great, great time to be an engineer. There's nothing wrong if you just keep, if you if you look at jobs, apply to jobs, get offers, negotiate. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, yeah, even if you're happy at your current job, it's still good to gauge the market. And again, once you get the offer, 
please negotiate. I have never accepted a job without negotiation. I always negotiate, always push. Again, I, I just I, I thought it was obvious, but I've had four people this just last week who reached out to me who did not think about even think about negotiating. So please negotiate. That's it for me. Sorry, too many picks for today. <laughs> Amazing that bonus. Oh, that's that's good. Actually, uh, I ended up negotiating. I ended up getting. I mean, before in the past, right? I ended up getting like I have the, the only one company with a Mac. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a big thing necessarily, you know, like for an engineer. But at the same time, like a lot of companies that are strapped for cash look at Windows PCs or maybe a Linux one. And you could say, listen, uh, this is what I'm doing best with. And you can ask for it. And you you don't know what you can get unless you ask, right? The worst totally, thing you know. Totally. Yeah. I mean, just give another example. One of the jobs that I offers that I got last year, after negotiation, they gave me 50% higher salary than the initial offer. Like 50% higher. No kidding. And it makes you wonder, like, why would you take that job if they could offer you another 50%? Exactly. And I, if they could take it from another side, like, should you really want to stay there then? Totally. Okay. I think that also... <laughs> Theo, you're, you're looking at leaving right now? You're looking at leaving your current place? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not going to leave, right? Because he said if he leaves, he's he's scared that they might move everything to go. So... <laughs> no, they killed no, me. You're, you're, a, you're, a good, you're a good team member. No matter how bad you want to leave, more, you'll still stay there. <laughs> I would give, so I, I have to I would give my, my pay role, no? To stay there. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, think we, I think we are all open to offers. Uh, the one, the things that I have now at Cabify are amazing, and I think that it could be very hard for a company to be better than what is my situation now at Cabify. So I'm not totally looking, but we are always open to work. But it's like the it's the life cycle, no? So it's okay. Well, when we turn off the recording, we'll hear what you really have to say about the company. <laughs> <laughs> Just please stop now. <laughs> No, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Wink, wink. We'll, we'll, I, I'm sure you love it over there. Anyways, <laughs> no, I'm sure you're happy, but it's uh, it's good. Okay, cool. And if that's it, then it's great to have you here and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit dot com to learn more.